y'all come, man, Rome. Are y'all ready to worship? Yes. Hallelujah. Y'all stand to your feet. Come on. Hope you're ready to give God your ultimate praise this morning. Are you ready? Come on. We waited for this day. We're gathered in your name. We're calling out to you. Your glory like a fire, awakening desire for burn. Flowing from your heart, feeling every part 
such an awesome sight to see the glory of God the heavens to break open and the glory of God to shine through look I, I don't know what, what you're facing this morning I don't know what you are dealing with what struggles you came in here with or how busy your week has been you might have been overwhelmed you might have come in absolutely wore out and tired but I'm here to exhort you that when the glory of the Lord shows up when the presence of Almighty God begins to pour out in this place, you can't contain it. It won't be something that you can sit back and reserve and say, Thank you, Lord. No, no. Look, I remember growing up as a little young man in Belton Church of God in Belton, South Carolina, and, and, and seeing the services where the glory of God would show up and and the people of God were just so slain in the Holy Spirit that they were shouting, they were dancing, they were laying in the presence of God because God's presence was so real. It is the Shekinah glory, it is the, the heaviness, the weightiness of God that He wants every single one of us to experience. Look, we can flippantly talk about the glory of God, but how many really, really, really want to experience the weightiness of God's presence? How many really want to dig in and say, God, I don't want to leave this place. I don't, want to, I don't want to leave the altars until I truly experience your presence, until your glory has been revealed, until, until your name has been proclaimed, that my life is walking in such a manner that you are glorified because of your vessel is full of you. Come on, somebody. Let's sing that one more time. Let's, but I want you, as we sing this, if you feel like you got to get in the aisles, look, I, I, look, I know some of you guys used to dance. Huh? Well, we don't do that now. We're just sophisticated Christians now. Look, when, when the Lord touched me, I might not dance like the old man, but I just changed partners. Come on. If you feel like you got to dance, dance. If you feel like you got to shout, shout. But let nothing hinder you from walking in to the presence of God because He wants to open up the heavens. He wants you to experience the presence of Him flowing through you because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
Will you let him move in you? Come on, sing that. Your presence in this place, your glory on our face. We're looking to the sky. Descending like a cloud, you're standing with us now. Lord, unveil our eyes. Come on, you're the reason. You're the reason we're here. You're the reason we're singing. Open up the heavens. We want to see you open up the floodgates, a mighty river flowing from your heart, filling every part of our praise. Show us, show us, show us your glory, show us, show us your power, show us, show us your glory, Lord. somebody says, I'm so glad to see you here this morning. It is such a pleasure to see you. If you're, some of you, it's good to see you back. I've been missing you for a little bit. I'm so glad to have our visitors with us. Matthew, Matt, good to have you with us. I'm glad that you've come to straighten Bella out anyway. <laughs> there you go. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord, to worship Him, to honor Him, to give Him praise. I know we've had a super busy few weeks, and you might be seated for a minute. We've had a busy few weeks. Um, it's been, uh, you can keep on playing, that's good. I like it. It just seems like two weeks ago I was at my house, and doing hay rides and bonfires and everything else. I mean, just it's just been a blur the last few weeks. It's been so, it's, it's really been so fun 
uh, the fellowship, the hanging out. Uh, we've loved it. You know, this past week, I, I feel like I'm on information overload. Those of you who have were here all week long, uh, or if you were able to watch online, and, and you can still go back and watch those uh, videos, um, it's just amazing and so exciting because so many times we people walk in fear of 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 the end times of when that's going to happen and all that good stuff but to be able to see all the signs to be able to uh, realize that man this is an exciting time I mean those who are walking in Christ Jesus man we are at the cusp of Jesus Christ stepping out on the clouds of glory isn't that awesome I mean we we I, I get it that sometimes, well, you know, one old friend, one old pastor friend of mine, um, Brother John D. Smith, who, who planted 84 churches in his lifetime, just a phenomenal man of God. He would always say, he'd say, I'm ready for the Lord, but if you're getting up a bus to go right now, I'd like to wait just a little longer. <laughs> but the man was such an evangelist, such a heart for people, loved, loved people. And his, his, his heart, by saying that, wasn't because he wasn't ready. It's because he just knew there was someone else that needed Jesus. <laughs> and he wanted to be the one to carry the gospel. I pray that that's our prayer. And the only thing that would keep us from wanting that moment to be was because we have such a passion to see others join us in that heavenly band. Amen. Amen. It has been a great week. Um, Today we're going to be praying over uh, the OCC boxes and, and as we ship them out this week. And I really appreciate all who have donated, who've been involved, who have been a part of that. And we'll talk more about that in a few moments. This coming Wednesday, we actually will get our trees in for Buy Tree Change of Life. And if you'd like to help us come out and unload a, a couple of hundred Christmas trees... We would love all the extra help. What's one man say? One, many hands make light work. Right? And it was such an honor yesterday to see all those who showed up to help us set up the tent. You young people who were able to be here, thank you guys so much. And all those, uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. And, and, and really, honestly, guys, we have such a phenomenal team around here. And... And I'm thankful for from, from coordinating, events coordinator to decorations committee to, you know, uh, just all those who work to make this place operate. And, and, and it's just, you guys are amazing. You guys are super, super blessing to me. And I really appreciate you guys. Uh, ushers, come on down. We, we, um. We want to do a couple things today. Like I said, we're going to do the OCC boxes. We're going to honor uh, veterans in a little bit. And somebody said, that, that was last week. I said, no, we're closer to Veterans Day this week than we were last week. So we're, we want to make sure that we're honoring our veterans. We want you guys to know that we do love you, and we are so thankful for your service. And so we'll have a moment of uh, that, and Cecil Walker will be bringing the word preaching to us today. Is that You said you was preaching today, right, Cecil? <laughs> No, he's going to be coming and sharing for a few moments, and uh, we really appreciate him. Thank you guys for being so faithful to the Lord. You guys, just you just make this place awesome. It's you that makes this place awesome. 
just your compassion, your care, your being a part, your, your heart for God, your desire to see the kingdom grow, your, your desire to connect with the body of Christ, to, to grow together. You make this place awesome, and I appreciate your desire. Father, thank you, Lord, for every gift, every giver. Thank you, Jesus, that we can come into this place and we can worship you. I pray that you will stir us. And Lord, over the next few moments, as we dig in to worship, as we draw near to you, I pray that if there's dry bones in the land, I pray that for a resuscitation today. I pray for a reviving, a revival to stir us today. Let us experience your passion. Let us experience your love. Let us be refreshed by your presence today, Jesus. Lord, let you be honored and glorified in everything that is said and done today. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
spirit when you move you make my heart pound when you fill the room you're here and i know you are moving i'm here and i know you
Your goodness is running after, it's running after me.
created right out of the dust of the earth and Ezekiel saw a bunch of dry bones and sometimes I, I, I don't know maybe you feel this way too but sometimes I just feel like some dry bones sometimes you know we, we we're busy busy work work we, we get so overwhelmed and, and we just get dry we get weary but you know the Lord loves you he's called you for purpose and he and he told Ezekiel said speak to the bones <laughs> oh breath breathe from the east the west breathe on us maybe you feel dry maybe you feel just sickle in Spanish you feel dry but right where you are right now would you just begin to pray would you just begin to invite the breath of heaven to blow in you he's closer than your skin he's in the air that we breathe Father in the name of Jesus God there's ones in this room right now Lord that that it's been a fight. It's been a, a discouraging race. It's been difficult. And Lord, they feel as if they're just dry bones. But Lord, right now, we prophesy even to ourselves, dry bones, live. <laughs> dry bones, awaken. Dry bones, come back together. Breath of heaven from the east to the west begin to blow. Blow in our hearts, blow in our minds, God. Let your Holy Spirit refresh us once again. Let bone and sinew, let joints come back together. Let flesh come back on, God. Fill the temple with your Spirit, oh God. Lord, anoint us. Let us realize that we might be a garden, but we're fertile ground because you have plowed us and you're planting seeds and you're watering, God. But Lord, I'm believing for a growth to take place in every single person in this room. I'm believing for a 
an anointing to rest on us, a latter-day outpouring of the revival spirit that you have called us to as an Elijah church, God. Let us fulfill our purpose, Jesus. Let us rise up. Let us rise up, Jesus. Fill this room. Fill these rooms in this place. When your, your word says, for I go to prepare a place for you. Your word says that in my Father's house are many mansions. Another version says many rooms. And I just believe, God, that we are the mansions being prepared. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit being prepared. Lord, to be filled with your presence. God, fill us. Fill the room, Jesus. Fill the broken, scarred places, Jesus. Bring healing and renewing. Bring strength and encouragement, Jesus. Fill this place, Jesus. Fill this place, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus.
You are worthy of it all. Yes. You are worthy of it all. Yes. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Is he worthy? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Night and day let incense arise. Day and night, night and day let incense arise. Incense arise, day and night. 
Can we just do that right now? Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are worthy of it all. Lord, that that you are so awesome and glorious. Lord, though we see the beauty of changing leaves, we see flowers in spring, we see the beautifully arrayed skies. Lord, your glory. is more significant, more beautiful, more glorious. And Lord, of all the great and glorious gifts that we see and experience, every good gift comes from you, Jesus. And Lord, we just declare you, oh God, are worthy of it all, worthy of praise and honor, worthy of glory. Lord, not unto us, but unto you be all the glory and all the honor and all the praise and all the power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for being in this place. Thank you, God, for your presence in this place. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. Can somebody just say, we praise you, Jesus? We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Any good? Amen. You guys look great this morning. I think they have just a quick OCC video. Seeing a child open the boxes for the first time is just, it's incredible. There's squeals and screams, and they are so excited to see what's inside their box. Oh, my goodness! Every shoebox gift represents the love of God to them. We are so excited. Many of the children receive the shoeboxes for the first time in their life. We're here with Operation Christmas Child. The kids are so excited. We had the opportunity to hand out some of the boxes. With so much joy, so much happiness, and it gives us an opportunity to present the gospel. We pray that these boxes will be used to bring a lot of happiness and joy, but more importantly, the gospel to each heart, all these little children around the world. What a great gift. I get a present, I get to know who Jesus is, but not only that, I get to be discipled in his ways. Hundreds of thousands of volunteers work with Operation Christmas Child every year, preparing these boxes, praying for the boxes, that God will use them in a mighty way for His glory. This little shoebox has the opportunity to change the world. Not only are they going to get a shoebox, they're going to get the love and the message of Jesus Christ. 
Some go by helicopter, some go by ship, some go by camel, donkeys, canoes. We go at great lengths to take these boxes to children in the most remote parts of the world. And it's an incredible journey. After these children open the box, they have the opportunity to go through the greatest journey, the 12 lesson discipleship program, where they get to learn more about Jesus Christ. Right now, I'm right outside of Mazlan, Mexico, about six hour drive up in the mountains. This is an indigenous people group, people that never heard the gospel before. The kids and the families that accepted Christ, almost a hundred altogether, have now started a church. This shoe box gives us an opportunity to continue to shine the bright light of the gospel in the darkest and remote places around the world. We're seeing families come to know Jesus. Churches are sprouting up in these communities. These children are rising up to be disciples in their own country. The gift box and the gospel of Jesus Christ bring hope to our children to bring the smiles back on their faces. No greater need and no greater time than right now for us to go out and serve boldly. This is what these shoe boxes are all about, to go out in the bring of hope of Jesus Christ around the world. I'm just so amazed at what God does each and every year. This is an opportunity to impact the lives of millions of children, just like you've seen. But we need more boxes for next year. Every box is an opportunity for us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you, and God bless each and every one. Good morning. We are so excited that today is Shoebox Dedication Sunday. Starting tomorrow, our church is going to open its doors each day for the next eight days to allow our community to bring their shoeboxes here. And we're going to put them in these big cartons, and then they will be on their way to a processing center where they will be readied to go on ships around the world. And so thank you so much. Our goal this year was to pack 601 boxes because that was 5% more than what we did last year. Um, But just by God's grace, we have packed over 1,000 boxes. And I, (laughs) yes. I can't even give you an exact total because we had some that were brought in this morning. And some that were done yesterday that we've added this morning as well. And so I'll have an exact total for you by next Sunday of how many boxes our church um, has brought in. Right now, we're going to take up our noisy offering that we've been working on for the last several months. So if you have your change of your can of change or bills or checks, if you will come dump them in one of the red wagons and then... um, We're going to start praying over the boxes um, as you come. Come on, kiddos. Come on.
Let's see how much noise we can make. If you were not prepared this morning with a, a can of change, that's totally fine. You can just dig out of your wallet. You can dig out of your purse. You can dig out of your pockets. And you can, you can um, uh, put in bills if, and checks. It doesn't have to be noisy. If you come down, stay down here. Won't you just yeah. yeah. stay here and pray here, with us? Because we're going to start praying over the boxes. Um, I read a story this week about a, um, a little village in Burkina Faso, which is in West Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa. And I actually had the privilege of going to Africa, to Burkina Faso in the summer of 2000. This little village was said to be a no-go zone, meaning the gospel was not allowed to go into this remote village. But when last year, an OCC partner church um, applied and received shoeboxes. They were able to take those shoeboxes to children in that village, and now it is no longer a no-go zone, but it is a go zone for the gospel because of these gifts. So if you will pray with me that these boxes will be a light and a blessing and that the gospel, when it is preached, that the children and the parents that are with them will hear and know and accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and that the Lord will build a church from these gifts today. Father God, we pray for these shoeboxes. Lord, we thank you for every single precious gift. We thank you for the hands that built them, and we thank you for the hands that are going to carry them. And Lord God... Um, I pray that you will protect these boxes on their journey, that no harm or foul would come to them. God, that they would be on trucks and ship, shipping containers, and God, that they will be delivered safely through customs into the hands of our ministry partners so that they can be delivered to the children that you have selected already, each box going to a boy or girl that you already know of. You know their name, God, and you know... Um, where they live, and you know that they need good news of great joy and the hope of eternal life. So God, thank you. Thank you for this privilege and honor, and we give you all the glory for what will come of these boxes. We pray that your kingdom will expand, that your church will be built in a place that may be considered a no-go zone for the gospel, Lord, that you will make these a go. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. 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 I want to thank uh, Lydia uh, for organizing our, our Operation Christmas Child um, boxes and organizing our church in that. I'll also thank Miss Helen Moore, who's jumped in and um, gave us an extra boost and push, and, and also I want to thank uh, Kathy Watson, who is going to be our um, coordinator of receiving boxes this coming week, and so we really appreciate all of those who are involved. I have a, a, another family, I guess the Kodiatis family, um, they actually go to the distribution center and they will, they will go through each box to make sure everything, uh, they, they, this is a right of privilege in their home. Right? Is it in Charlotte where you go? They go to Charlotte, North Carolina. They, they go with their whole family. 
once, a, once one of their kids reaches 13, they get to go with them to help go through and make sure all the boxes are appropriate and, and make sure everything is packed correctly. And, and so I was like, wow, that is amazing. So we are a church that is on multiple levels involved in Operation Christmas Child. And I'm so thankful for all of you guys who were able to pack a box, all, you, all those who were able to contribute towards that. And thank you so much for uh, your gifts and letting us see that happen. We have um, another presentation. Appreciate uh, Cecil Walker and uh, share with us for a few moments. Thank you, Pastor. I just want to say about the time of veterans, but in World War One, on the Armistice Day, it was a kind of a time for celebration, laughing, and being happy. But in 1954, President Eisenhower designated with a law that the 11th of November would be Veterans Day. And uh, uh, my country owes me anything. It owes me nothing. But I want all the Air Force guys, veterans, stand up. Thank you, sir. All the Army guys. Thank you, Jimmy. Coast Guard. Hey, thank you, Jimmy. Marines. 
I know their motto, simplify. I am a Navy guy. I spent my time in Vietnam, I remember. <laughs> I remember a lot of faces, but not many names. But there are some faces and names I remember. They're not here today. They never had a chance to be married, have kids of their own, be a grandma and a grandpa. They're dead. They're gone. But they give all they had for America. All I can say is God bless America. Don't forget where we came from. Just pray for America. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Stay right here for a second. You know, um, there's one phrase that was on the video that says, every soldier came back wounded. You know, we may not, uh, you know, there may be soldiers who didn't come back with physical wounds, but the emotional uh, stress, you know, b back in your day, they didn't even know what PTS PSTD was, did they? No. PTSD, there you go. They didn't know what that meant, did they? Oh, I forgot. Are there any... Uh ROTC, little youngins here today. Stand up. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I just want you to know, guys, that um, it's not only these who serve, but their, their spouse who, who also had to go through. I was just talking to someone the other day. Actually, Grant Williams, he said that he got married at 19. He came home from service, got married, and then left and went back. And uh, was away from his wife for several months, you know. And to, to think that many of you guys have done that same sacrifice. And so you, uh, you spouses who, who also sacrificed during that time. And then, you know, uh, so many came back wounded, you know, emotionally uh, traumatized. And so you, you didn't come back the same person that you were when you left. And, and so the sacrifice also of having to love and care for and, and rebuild relationships, you know, it's amazing. I, I'm so honored to, to just thank you guys for what you've done. I appreciate all of you guys who have served and, and all, the, all of you who have uh, sacrificed for, for us to have this ability and this freedom to come together and worship the Lord together. Thank you so much for what you do. Can you pray, can you pray for our veterans? Well, I thank you, Lord, for these men and women who've served. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. Yeah. And God bless. Keep on blessing America. Lord, don't forget about us. I know you won't, but please help America today. Amen. Thank you, buddy. Well, praise the Lord. I got 15 minutes, boy. We're good. Talk fast. I got to talk like a mission gander then, don't I? I got to talk real fast. Um, how many give me five minutes? How many give you five minutes? Raise your hand if you give me five minutes. Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. 30. Oh, well, I'm good. I'm, I got plenty of time. We're good to go. Awesome. Awesome. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to First Peter chapter 4. Uh, you know, this week has been, once again, such uh, an awesome blessing to hear in times in such a positive way to help us and challenge us to be able to reach people that, 
that we never thought we could reach. It's almost as if it was an apologetic event this past week because it really helped us to show even the unbeliever how correct and how accurate the Bible is in depicting the, the future and showing how prophecies has been fulfilled. And it was just a true, true blessing. And if you, like I said, if you missed it, I pray that you uh, will get on, get on uh, our, our website. You can rewatch. For me, I'm having to rewatch. You know, uh, I, I was in system overload. And so I needed to rewatch. It's been really, really good. Good stuff. First Peter 4 and 10 says, As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Whoever speaks is to do so as one who, who is speaking the utterances or oracles of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one who, who is serving by the strength which God supplies. So that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. Father, I just pray that as we surrender ourselves to your plan, that we would recognize that we are servants of the Most High. Lord, that we will honor you in all that we say and do and recognize it is to God be the glory. It is unto you, Lord, that you be glorified, that you be honored in everything that we say and everything we do. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, to recognize that how many understand that every single one of us has been given gifts, right? I mean, God loves every single one of us so much that he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto mankind. That's God's word, right? He enjoys giving you gifts. And, and sometimes I think we have, you know, commercialized Christmas and, into the idea of gift giving. But in reality, every day is Christmas in Christ Jesus, Every one of us have been given gifts to open and use for his glory and for his honor. Paul wrote to the Romans about these gifts in Romans chapter 12 and 6. He says, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the portion of, of faith. Uh, our ministry, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teach, teacheth teaching, or he who exhorts exhortation and and that, and that he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, and he that shows mercy with cheerfulness. To the Corinthians, he gave another list of gifts of, of the Spirit. And, he, and as each one was told, he was, it was to profit the whole church. How many understand that the gifts are not to just benefit us? There to be a benefit to the unification and to the uplifting and up, you know, to the Moving forward of the church as God called us to use these gifts. God loves, God's love goes far beyond the borders of our own lives and, and beyond the borders of our church into the, into the communities, into our workplaces, into our schools. And God uses us for that purpose. So you've received the gifts from God. You, you're to use those gifts to minister to others. This is what uh, Peter was saying in our scripture in, in, in 1 Peter chapter 4. It's what he's referring to, to be good stewards of the gifts. When I think of a steward, I think of someone who watches over, who oversees something. Can you imagine that? The Lord has made you a steward of something. He's made you an overseer of something. 
How do we treat those gifts? How do we use those gifts? How do we manage those gifts? How do we, how do we operate in those gifts? Are we truly using them for the kingdom of God? Are we truly using them for the purposes of building the kingdom of God? I mean, when you think about it, he entrusted us with the management and the care of another's, of, of someone else's property. Amen? Have you ever loaned something out? Do you worry about it? I mean, I remember as a young man, my dad would loan things out and, and, and I would hear him when he, we received things in and sometimes they, they wouldn't be cared for as he would care for them or they'd come back broken or something. And, and I remember his mindset. He always said, son, if you ever borrow something, if you ever use something of somebody else's, he said, always return it in better shape than you got it. Right? And to think that the Lord has given gifts to us to, to manage, to be stewards of, and to use and operate in. And, and so when you think about it, we are a servant to God, and, and we're expected to always have the, the master's best interest in mind. We should be operating because of what his heart is for the world. Jesus gave us a parable that related to, to stewardship in Luke chapter 16, and he spoke of the unjust steward that, that wasted the master's goods. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be found wasting the master's goods. In Luke chapter 12, he, he, asked, uh, to explain, uh, he asked to explain about who is this parable to? I mean, what does it mean by the master's return at any time? And Peter asked him, who, are is this, who is this intended for? Who are you talking to? And Jesus replied in Luke chapter 12 and 42, he says, Who then is that faithful and wise steward? who is Lord shall make him rule over his household to give them the, their portion of meat in due season. And in verse 43 he says, Blessed is that servant whom his, whom his Lord, when he, when he returns, shall find him doing it. Come on, right? God, help us to be active about the business of the kingdom of God. When you call us to do something, let us fulfill your plan. And that's what Peter is basically telling us to do in, in, in this text is, is to use the gifts to minister the grace of God to those uh, around us who are in need of experiencing God's love. Paul tells us that the most important thing for a steward is to be found faithful. Help us to be faithful, Lord. When you look at the scripture, it says that we, we speak as the oracle or the utterances of God. Think about that. You are the instrument of God being used as an oracle of God, being one who carries the message of God. Isn't that crazy? I mean, if, if you were given the honor to carry the message of a president or a king, you would, you would feel of the utmost importance and of how amazing that would be. But just imagine, you've been given something even greater than a president or a king. You've been given the mouthpiece and the, the message of the King of kings and Lord of lords, the, the God and creator of heaven and earth. You are the oracle of God sharing the words and messages of God to the world. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I mean, look to your neighbor and say, who, me? Yeah, you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, right? Peter's telling them, he says, speak the word of God to all the people. Paul said, for I, for I received from the Lord 
that which I also delivered to you. In other words, I'm not bringing you something different. I'm not bringing you a different message. I'm bringing to you what the Lord has given to me to offer. I mean, you know, we, we recognize and we see the Old Testament prophets and, and, and often begin their pronouncement was, Thus saith the Lord, right? And those of us who've been raised in Pentecostal movements, we also have heard prophetic words given off and, and, and says, Thus saith the Lord, right? And to think that when we carry the message of Jesus Christ, that we are literally saying, thus saith the Lord. Wow, how powerful is that? You know, as a, as a pastor, as a minister, you know, I'm very cautious about giving a word. You know, when, I, when, when someone gives a message in tongues, and, and I, I, I'm like, Lord, I don't want this to be of flesh. I want this to be absolutely of you God, I surrender to your plan. Show me your way. There's moments that I've been praying for someone and, and felt the urge to give them a word. And, 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 I would, and this, is how I, this is how I start that off. I say, look, I don't know if this is going to resonate with you, but this is what I'm feeling the Spirit of the Lord tell me because I want to know that I'm being obedient to God. And if this doesn't connect with you, then, then just let it go. But if this connects, then just know this is what I felt the Lord wanting me to tell you. I want to be cautious because we are the oracles of God. We are the mouthpiece of God. And, and we have to be careful what message we carry because it carries such weight. If any, if any man minister, let him do it with the ability or the strength that God gives. That's what we find there in First Peter 4, to recognize that we don't do it in our own ability. How I many know that if you're doing it in your own ability, you get burnt out really fast, right? We wear out. We get tired. We just drop. But when we're operating by the leading of the Holy Spirit, when we're operating by the leading of his plan, we, we learn to submit ourselves to him, and we, 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 we literally just say, Lord, here I am. I'm your vessel. Use me. However you will. Paul declared that he was made a minister according to the grace that was given to him. We're all, think about this, every single one of us are a minister. Somebody said, well, wait a minute now. I don't put that REV in front of my name, Rev. Huh? I really don't like Reverend. I just, just let y'all know. <laughs> But the idea is that every single one of you minister. And, and, and when you really understand what a minister is, you, you, you really grab a hold of the word. It literally means servant. I remember walking and talking to multiple pastors in Honduras, and, and they greeted each other not with, you know, uh, pastor, you know, pastor, but they would greet each other with servo, servant. And they would call each other servos de Dios, servants of God. And they understood that their role was not some a role that was to be placed over, but they were a servant of all. They grasped a hold of what Jesus said. I did not come into the world to be served, but I come to serve. Ministers, we're all called that. I mean, there's some who were called to stand behind a pulpit. And others would freak out standing behind a pulpit, right? 
But every one of us have an opportunity. Every one of us have something that we are to participate in. I mean, I watched groups of people yesterday come and, and offer their giftings to put together a, a 20 by 40 tent out here and then uh, get it ready to, for the trees to come this week. I, I watched as they come in, and, and, I, and I don't know these little people up in the, uh, in the balconies back here, the small balconies, you know, getting prepared for Christmas, you know, and they come in and spent hours here trying to build a platform up there. And, 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 and all these guys are using talents and gifts. Come on. In other words, it's going to be really pretty in a couple of weeks for Christmas, all right? I'm just trying to tell you all. It's going to be really good. We've all been given gifts to use to serve. I mean, think about it. There's gifts that are artistic. There's gifts that are craftsman-oriented. When you think of uh, gifts, I think of the Old Testament. Uh, think of the grandson of her, Bezalel, right? Exodus chapter 31 and 3 says, and I, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom. Think about this. I've filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and knowledge and in all manner of workmanship to devise cunning works to work in gold and silver and brass and, and in cutting of stones and to set them and, car, and, and in carving of timber and work of all manner of workmanship. Somebody says, well, all I know how to do is hammer and nail. It's all right. God gave you that talent. Thank you for that gift. God gave it to you. Use it for his glory. Amen? It's important for us to, to ask God, Lord, show me the giftings that I have. And a lot of times we often are using the gifts, but we don't realize how we don't realize that these are God-given talents. Well, I'm good at this. Well, guess what? God gave you that because he created you. And if he made you good at that, then guess what? Praise God. Use it for the glory of God. Use it for his kingdom purpose. When you think about it, Bob, how, many, how many love, uh, Marvin loves classical music, right? Not everybody knows that about you, Marvin. But you know, did you realize that Bach, on every one of his composures, what he made, he would actually write to the glory of God. Isn't that amazing? To the glory of God. Thank you, God. Whatever talent, whatever gift has been given to each one of us, let us use it and understand it is to the highest value when we begin to use it for the glory of God. Amen? <laughs> All right, I'm closing. Y'all better hurry up. Told y'all I ain't got but a few minutes. Sadly is, is that many people misuse their gifting for their own purposes. I'm not saying that it's, it's if your gifting is workmanship, it's not, it's, it's okay to use that to gain wealth. I mean, the Lord gave us the ability. That's what his word says. He gave us the ability to gain wealth. That's okay. I mean, no, you got to provide for your family, right? Thank you, God. But make sure we understand that those gifting is from God to give him glory and all of that. I mean, when you think about that some never acknowledge God as the source of their gifts. I mean, I think of Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel chapter 2 and 37. He said, uh, Daniel's telling, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, oh king, 
are a king of kings. For, for the God of heaven has given you the a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. But later on, Nebuchadnezzar said of, of Babylon, here's what he said in Daniel chapter 4 and 30. He says, is it not this great Babylon which, that which I have built by my, by my might and my power? And for honor of my majesty? Do we know what happened to Nebuchadnezzar? He found himself grazing like a cow in the field, right? I mean, to think that you know, God allowed him a period of insanity and, until he realized that the Most High, the, the, the King of kings and Lord of lords, is the one who rules the kingdom of men, of men right? And gives to us whatever we will. he wills. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 4 and 7, who makes you different from anyone else? And, and what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you received it, why do you glory as if you did not receive it? I mean, all these gifts are given to us by God, right? Let us glorify him in it. The purpose of the gifts is that God may be glorified in all things by Jesus Christ. The chief purpose of our whole life is to bring glory and honor to him. Everything we do. I mean, think about this. Colossians 3 and 17. And, and whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all, right? Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And then we read in 1 Corinthians 10 and 31. Whatever you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God, right? Galatians 6 and 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the whole world is crucified in, unto me and I unto the world. Look, Jesus told us to let your light show shine, so shine before men, right? Why? So that to see your good works and glorify your Father. To see your, to see, look, I know that there's folks that, that are out there that their whole idea is for the attention to be turned to themselves. Right? Look what I did. Woo! I used to get, I used to get uneasy feeling. Because, you know, having lived in Honduras for eight years, and we would do, I mean, God just opened so many doors, put us in so many places to touch lives. And it would make me uncomfortable because people would say, why don't you take pictures? And it was so hard. I'm like, well, I can't take pictures and laying hands on people too. And it, it was uncomfortable at times because, you know, it was, it was a, a balancing act. Because, you know, you wanted people to see what God was doing in the kingdom where you were so that, so that you could raise more funds to be able to do more things for the kingdom. But then on the other side, it was so hard because I didn't want anyone to think that I was patting myself on the back. It was such a balancing act. I'm actually thankful that as much as I was... As, as much as I miss missions and miss the, the opportunities and miss the, the, the ability to touch needs that were so desperate, what I really enjoyed, I'm really thankful the Lord brought me back because, because I know it was a struggle. It was always a struggle with pride. I know, I'm confessing. Y'all okay with that? Because you come back and everybody says, Man, that's such a sacrifice of the dude. God's so good. 
I didn't miss a meal. It might have been rice and beans, but it was some good rice and beans. I'm telling you, man. God just took care of us. I'm not saying that God's going to call you to Honduras. I'm not saying that he'll call you to the mission field. At least in a foreign country. But he has called you to a mission field. Neighbors, co-workers, classmates. And you've been given the gifts. And in accordance to verses, I mean, you are the mouthpiece of God. You're the oracle of God, empowered by him. How do we represent him? How do we serve? Do the people that you work with, do they see you as a man and woman of God? Do they know your heart is for God? I'm not saying that to condemn. I'm saying, look, guys, we have an opportunity to change the world. We have been given, we've been given so many tools. Even this past week, we've been given so much ammunition, if you will, scripturally to be able to change the world, to change people's lives. We can hoard that in and say, oh, that was good. I needed that. Right? And we did. It's okay. But at the same time is, is who are we giving it out to? Because God didn't create us to be a cistern just to fill up with water and hold it. Because you know what happens to water in a cistern that's never running out? Ugh. It gets nasty. Starts growing some mold in the bottom of that thing. But the more that you pour out, the more God gets to pour in. Right? And listen, if you're just pouring out trickles, don't expect more than a trickle. But if you are pouring out for God, I'm going to tell you what, he will fill you and fill you and fill you. He will pour into you more, way more. Isn't that what we talk about with Pentecost? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In other words, he will inundate you with so much that it will fill your cup and then flow over on somebody else. Right? I want to, I want to be a part of of the overflow where I can't get it through me enough. God just poured in so much that I just can't get there. Knock the bottom out, let it flow through and let it just spill over, God. Can you imagine? Man, if we all were operating in that, let it be, Lord. Hey, look, I, I just feel like God's going to use us to be a revivalist, Right? Revive. To revive something. In other words, something that was dried up, who experienced in the past the presence of God, but it's dried up. God's calling this church to be a church that breathes life back into some dry bones. That stands in the gap when somebody has fallen to say, let me help you back up, right? Let me show you that there's there's someone who cares. There's someone who is passionate about you that we become servants of the servants. God, help us to be that church. Help us to be that people.
call us to be your light. Look, we've been given eternal life. We've been given the greatest gift, Jesus Christ, right? And through his gift of eternal life, we've been given the gift of hope, the hope of eternity. And we carry that message. And may we bear that message well. I think I did good. 25 minutes. Our ushers are going to come and, and we want to close this service in communion. For those of you who are new with us or are visiting with us, we, we do communion once a month. It's, we don't do it out of religiosity. We do it because Jesus said, for as much as you do this, for as often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. We don't ever want to forget what Jesus Christ did for us. Amen. We don't ever want to not remember because it's when we forget, it's when we take for granted what Jesus did for us that we lose sight of the service that we are to participate in. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, guys. This week, I think it was Thursday night, um, Grant Williams brought a, a very unique message discussing communion. I wish I had it memorized. He's got a big brain and a good memory. <laughs> but it was very, very thought-provoking. Helped us understand the wedding. Helped us understand a lot of things, didn't he? On Monday night, we had 43 people show up at the house. And a great time of just asking questions and further, uh, further getting in. I appreciate you guys all putting up with me the last couple weeks. Um, some of you guys have seen me in my worst. <laughs> um, they, they gave me this uh, cream to take care of precancers on my face, and I look like I didn't take my Halloween mask off. And I appreciate all you guys' prayer and and putting up with me, I, I, it was many times I was irritated. And y'all didn't know it, but I was. <sighs> but y'all have been gracious with me this last week. <laughs> Loved on me. I'm thankful for all of our workers in our church here. We have some great people. Volunteers. You know, somebody said, well, how many volunteers do you have? I said, man, we've got a church full of volunteers. We really do. And I thank you guys for all of that. Thank you for stepping in. And I know that we've, over the next few weeks, we've got a lot of volu more volunteering that we're going to need people to do. But um, from children's ministry to youth ministry to ushers and greeters and women's ministries and men's ministries and, and uh, event planning and, and decorating and, I mean, 
from manna outreach to God's closet. We just, we have a lot of folks who are involved. And I, I want to thank all of you guys. And if you're looking for a place to, to lock in, man, there's many opportunities where you can get connected, uh, with, even in our CR, uh, our homeschool co-op, our Parents' Day Out program. Man, we, man, we moving. And I just appreciate all that you do to help us accomplish all of that. You're, you're not unnoticed. You might not get a pat on the back all the time, but you're not unnoticed. You're, it, it's very appreciated. Everybody served? Lord, we really, God, there's really no way that we could thank you enough. There's, there's no way that we could truly deserve the gift that you have given us. There's no way that we can earn the gift that you gave on the cross of Calvary. But Lord, what we can do is constantly be reminded of how awesome you are and how wonderful that gift is to us and the implications of what that gift means, giving us eternal life, eternal hope. And Lord, it is by your stripes that we're healed. It's the brokenness of your body that is blessed and that is, that is comparted to all of us, just like the five loaves that were blessed, broken, and given. And today we recognize the gift of your body being broken on the cross of Calvary. And we thank you for that gift. We love you, Lord. Let us never forget the sacrifice that you made leaving the throne room of heaven, being willing to be tempted in every way like we are without sin so that you could be the perfect sacrifice that what we lost in the first Adam we gain in the second. Thank you, Jesus, for being our representative, for taking our place on the cross. And may we walk in you and always remember, would you take that and eat? Lord, there's many who have abandoned talking about the blood. They think of the goriness or they're worried of turning off someone because we talk about the blood. But Lord, without the shed blood, without you being willing to shed the blood on Calvary, we would not be covered from our sin. We sing a song, I'm covered, I'm covered, covered by the blood. And Lord, no matter how gory that may seem to an outside world who has already turned their nose against you, God, help us to recognize that we need to turn towards that blood. And we need to appreciate what you have done for us. And Lord, we recognize the sacrifice. We recognize all that you've done. Lord, we honor you and we praise you. And Lord, we, we drink this now, Lord, with holy reverence, recognizing that your love was so great for us. And Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, would you take a drink? Father, as we leave this place today, uh, 
will go in various directions and to our homes. I pray, God, that not only that we recognize how blessed we are, but Lord, help us to receive this challenge today that we have been blessed to be a blessing. Lord, we have been called out of darkness to be a light. And Lord, help us not to hide, un- hide it under a bushel. No, let, it, let us let it shine. Lord, it might not be valued. It might not be appreciated. But God, help us to carry that light to others so that we can help them through their darkness come out of the miry clay of sin and be established on the rock of Jesus Christ for eternity in you, Lord. Bless us to be a blessing. May we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys so much. Um, I know that not everyone was aware. We, we got a last-minute invite to sing at a county-wide uh, singing. But evidently, it was not very advertised in the county either. Um, but I apologize for not making everyone aware. We, we really literally didn't even um, get on the agenda. I didn't even know we were singing until Wednesday night. So I apologize for you not knowing, but we will do better next time. When we get something out, we'll do our best to push it out there because we want you to participate as well. God bless you guys. As we say in the South, we love yous. There's a sign-up sheet because next Sunday after service, we are having Thanksgiving dinner right here. And if, you would, if you'd like to participate in cooking, there's a sheet back there for you to sign up. Please sign up. Come on, somebody. I'm ready to taste some good old food. Woo. All right. God bless you.